the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is EdTech, episode 19, recorded Thursday, August 29th, 2013. Thank you, Rod Bogoyevich. This is EdTech, the education-focused podcast put on to you by the fine folks at AV Nation. I know them. They're all fine folks. They're really nice, really nice guys, uh, except the, the, the head of the place. He's a jerk. Uh, my name is Tim Albright. I'm the aforementioned jerk. The uh, host for today's episode, I'm also a technology manager somewhere around the neighborhood of St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, go Cards, but also Go Bears, because football starts in a week and a half. Yay! Speaking of Go Bears, Go Bears, UCLA's... Technology manager. That's why is, you're so hung is, up on the bears. Yes. I never quite put. Oh I, come I on, quite... Greg! You're from Wisconsin, aren't no, you? I'm not. I thought you were from I'm Wisconsin. <laughs> I thought I've you never were... been to Wisconsin. I thought I'm you were. An, I'm actually. A, I I don't usually admit to this in in mixed company, but I'm actually a native Californian. One of one of like the seven. Why did I think that you were born or lived in? Did you ever live in Wisconsin? No. Oh, then never mind then. I thought she first. I don't know. It was maybe a, a different con. Maybe a different Greg. I had a I, conversation. I dated with. a girl from Michigan. That's I close mean, enough. That's, that's close oh. enough. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm stretching here because I honestly thought you were. I, it's somewhere in the back of my brain. I had that Greg Brown's from Wisconsin. So okay, Greg Brown's not from Wisconsin. He's one of seven people actually born and raised in California. So that means he's a native of nothing. Uh, how are you, sir? <laughs> It's it's the Bruins, the UCLA Bruins. No, there are no Bruins anymore. They were the uh, Brewers. No, they're the Bruins okay. because they were already a bear when 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 the mascots were becoming the Pac-12 or what the Pac-10 or whatever it was we are part of. And there is a bear it's on the like, state flag of, of of California. So California Republic, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, cool beans, and uh, across the the uh, fruited plain of the United States. Uh, in Vir- you are you are Speak in Virginia, you are uh, in, Virginia. I am in Virginia. Thank that goodness, at least I got one of you two right. Uh, his name is Matt uh, Silverman. He works for George Mason University and a fine human being. How are you? Doing well, thank you, Tim. Surviving the start of classes. Holy cow! Are you kidding me? It's like the <laughs> first week of. I mean, I love the first week of school, but I hate the first week of school. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, all right, you know. Hang on tight, and I think you know UCLA's three-week semester starts in like a month. Yeah, no, actually, we've got like three weeks to go. But get this: the the rack for one of the rooms I have to install before uh, classes start arrived about two hours ago. Nice, but you have three oh, weeks. You, you have three yeah, weeks. Well, yeah, funny. I have. Yeah, I, I have. Three. <laughs> this is the this is the the new room design that I haven't quite designed yet. So um, oh, don't, I got an art show. I have five speaker systems to put in. I get blah blah blah, blah <laughs> and school's already started. So don't even. I I know better than to than to ask for any sympathy from you guys. We, we, we open two buildings with Jeez. 70 room, new rooms or refresh rooms this summer. So Holy one cow. rack, not, 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 not much sympathy. No, uh-uh. <laughs> we're doing K-rays in five of our, our banquet facilities. So, really? Yeah. 
Oh, mm. what do you think of those? I, uh, so far, so good. Uh, I'm, I've been, I'm impressed with with the the compactness of them and the coverage area that they give. Uh, the, the subs are heavy as all get out. Holy cow! You uh, you could use them as portable systems, but you're going to have to have some big uh, big boys and girls to carry them around. The tops are not so bad, but the subs again, the subs also where the the amplifier lives, and it has a nice integrated touchscreen in, in the back of it, so you can like like a nice little integrated mixer. So mm. I'm actually going to do like a five part blog post on it. Um, I took pictures of like we had we had all five rooms laid out on our theater stage. <laughs> it was an impressive sight because there was a, you know quite a number of speakers there. So wow, uh, yeah. But but none of their anacondas. I did not because I don't have a, really have a use for the anaconda. All right, who's who's who's? <laughs> uh, we're, we're just gonna move. Moving on. on. We're, we're we're moving. Let's on. talk about the actual news. Uh, we've talked about collaborative spaces before. Uh, Crestron apparently has gotten into the thick of this. Uh, Matt, you are my collaborative space guy because I don't. I have a couple, but not really. Nothing like this. Uh, it's called Crestron Connect It. Connect It. Uh, basically, it's a it's a table space uh, that's got still the HD fifteen. Thank goodness, because you know. We still have HD 15 things, um, HDMI and some other stuff. It's it's a, a table insert. Uh, you're gonna have to have a big hole saw for this one. Um, what I guess I should ask this first: Where are we going with this whole collaborative space uh, in general? Not just Crestron specifically, yeah. but in general, where are we going with this? Um, this is an interesting piece. I mean, I we just actually built a classroom. Is one of the seven we just finished up with, which was a 72 seat. Uh, we're calling it Active Learning with Technology or Alt Classroom. Uh, it's in the style of scale-up uh, classrooms, which if you're familiar with that, it's, it's again, it's not just technology. It's also uh, curricular design that focuses on how you use the room as well as how the room is accessible. And what we did was something very similar to this. It was actually a custom product we had manufactured is – we created at a table of nine students three different stations where the students actually have an HDMI, a display port, and a VGA connection. And they have a button that they can press, and um, basically it'll tell which signal to send to the display. So that's where I see products like this in, in the kind of scale-up type classrooms or training rooms, but also in uh, small group settings in a library where you may have a display and this box which really you hit the you know you hit the button and you drive it kind of like a mediascape table or some of the other products like that uh the extron i can't remember the name of it but extron actually has a cable with a button on it similar yeah. as well well and uh, the, the barco has the oh the click chair is that, that well, barco a lot of people are jumping into this yeah well I mean, cl- cl- go ahead Greg, yeah barco is click chair now, as I say, ClickShare is a little different because ClickShare is wireless. This is not actually an AV switching solution. This is just a button, but it's a smart button if it's programmed correctly. It took me some very expensive custom manufacturing and like three other devices to do what this will do by itself, which to me makes it very attractive. Okay. Um, and it's really, from what I understand of the product, it's literally, I don't even know if the cables come with it. I, th- I think literally it's just the buttons, 
Um, and you plug that into, I think it can either be plugged in USB or CrestNet uh, to your Crestron system. And it, you then programmatically drive what it does. And it, it, it just streamlines what it makes what was a very expensive install that I just did a slightly less expensive install. And I kind of like where it's going because it's exactly what we put together conceptually. Uh, and, you know, now it's a stock product. Hmm. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Bruin, where, where do you think we're going <laughs> with the uh, with this whole integrated systems, uh, this whole integrated collaborative, you know, back and forth? The collaborative stuff, boy, you know, I wish I knew. I, I see a lot of people doing it. It's not, it's it's not something we've been big on here at UCLA. We 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 don't like to really interfere with the the creative energy of two two hundred departments not talking to one another and all going off in different directions. So, collaborative stuff is not really our our game here. Um, but I have seen some other local colleges do it and. Um, it it's interesting. It's it's kind of thing. everybody is building something, and and kind of I I get the impression in the same boat. They're building these rooms and then sort of waiting to find out exactly how the instructors are going to use them and what the what what the killer app is going to be or what the what you know how how it works in various uh, you know various departments or in various different subjects. So. It's an interesting area. One we've been paying a lot of us have been paying a lot of attention to. Everybody's coming out with this stuff. You know, I think FSR has a solution, and mm -hmm. Vadio had something, mm -hmm. and Kramer had something at the show, and Crestron and AMX. Um, uh, you know, who doesn't have some sort of collaborative device this week? It seems. Okay, so, hey, so go ahead. Go back to something you said there for a second. You said that that the the technologists and the technology managers uh, in the, in your different schools. Cause let's be honest, UCLA is a is a large school, much larger than my little community college. And you said the people in the various schools are building this these these spaces and seeing how professors are using them. So they're be trying to be proactive, whereas where where I live, you know, first of all, I live in the state of Illinois, so you know we have no money, <laughs> um, and. So, <laughs> yeah, thank you, Rod Blagojevich. Thank, thank you, Rod Blagojevich. <laughs> yes, very, very nice. Uh, and it wasn't just his fault, although he was the more famous of the idiots that have run this state. Um, so you know, we're we're more reactive, right? Where I'm still trying to get some some professors to come on board with with classroom capture, uh, and that's a whole nasty faculty association yep. Uh, yep. argument. Uh, and so you're, you guys are doing the opposite, where you're building these things to see how people uh, use them. And if they don't use them, what do you guys do then? Just kind of leave them there? Well, like I said, since we haven't at here at, um, at UCLA really built any that I'm aware of, um, I, I don't know. Um, I know of one really nice one at a local Cal State and they apparently haven't had any problems getting instructors over there to use it, but I, I, I don't know the details as far as you know what sort of departments and what exactly they're doing with it. So, yeah, I, I don't know quite what to say. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm just curious because again, it's it's a different it, it's a different mindset, really. Uh, oh. be, go ahead, Matt. I was gonna say we've we've done three now, 
And one I've seen is it can't just be the technologist pushing it. Um, all three have been successful in their own ways, but the real success is when we have the technologist working with an instructional designer and you're actually making fundamental curriculum changes based on the room itself. And it, it, it's not just throw them in the room and see how they use it. It's more right. think about how you teach. And two out of the three of the projects I've done, there's been a real engagement either from an instructional designer or from our uh, Center for uh, Teaching and Faculty Excellence. And when there's an engagement, it, it's amazing how, transform, uh, how, how the curriculum transforms and how the learning experience transforms. And it, it really improves. I, there was actually some research on this. Uh, one of the first, I guess, rooms of these types was at MIT. It was uh, the Teal Room, which was in the uh, physics program there. And they did a, um, a, I think it was a multi-year study where they taught in that room versus a traditional lecture style. And they could actually document how these students in introductory physics had better retention and better test scores on the same exams with the changed learning styles. So how do you get then the faculty to come on board with stuff like that? Do you do like what Greg is talking about, build it, or is it uh, like the whole you know the field of dreams, build it and they will come? Mm -hmm. Or do you start including them on uh, uh, conversations? Do you take them to Infocom? Do you take them to Educom? Do you take them to the CCUMC? I think it's 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 things like CCUMC, Educom, um, Educause, not necessarily Infocom. You you have to remove the technology from the discussion because the funny thing is we the one we just did we spent a lot of money on, but the technology design isn't that complicated. You have to get function from the instructors. You have to really get a champion at your university, who really will be the person who you know says. We need this, and I'm going to promote it. Uh, one thing we've done in this last round is there's actually a faculty cohort. Hmm. Uh, we opened the classroom uh, this fall. Uh, you actually had to apply to teach in there. This is the first time we've ever done that at George Mason. Uh, typically, classrooms are just, you know, you're not guaranteed you get into them, but it's, it's pretty much open season on our university classrooms. And the faculty who, who applied to teach in there actually had to work with our Center for Teaching and Faculty Excellence for six months before we opened the classroom to do curriculum redesign. Wow. Yeah. Go ahead, Greg. Yeah, the two the two collaborative spaces I can think of here in the in in the greater SoCal area that um, I I know are seeing a lot of use. I, where, where I'm, I'm not real steeped in the process, I know that uh, they did involve faculty and there was a, a long-term planning of, you know, what do you want this room to do sort of thing that went on that, in, that incorporated uh, the, the faculty as part of that. The one I'm thinking of that was much more of a, we're technology guys and we've thrown lots of neat stuff into a room, that's that's the one that last I heard is not seeing a lot of consistent use, strangely enough. And I I won't throw one of my fellow UCs under the bus on that one. Oh, go ahead. Who is it? No, Berkeley? No, 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 it's Berkeley, no. isn't it? No, it's so, always Southern California. Berkeley. It's always Berkeley. Which, which is the one in, in Silicon which is the one in Silicon Valley? Is that was that Santa Cruz or um... that would be UC Santa Cruz? Yeah, the yeah. south end of the San Francisco barrier. 
They, they yeah, had a fairly successful, uh, very early uh, on one of these collaborative suites. And uh, it was actually a model I tried to copy from where they actually had both a technologist and an instructional designer assigned to the room. And they, they took it even to a research step where they were doing observation of the classes in there. But it was part of a building mm-hmm. they put up about seven or eight years ago. And there was nothing from a technologist. You look, you'll look at the room and say, eh, it's, it's, it's an okay room. It's nothing sexy. But you actually see how people are using it and you say, okay, well, there's some real innovative learning going on. And, that, and I think that's what's important. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Yeah, and that's the other thing is, is you know, as long as you can get early buy-in, I think that's the key here because, you know, Greg, mm-hmm. you mentioned, you know, you, you don't just throw stuff at it. You've got to get early buy-in with not just, you know, higher-ups and this, that, and the other, but you have to get early buy-in with the actual end user because the the, the unique thing about us and us as in technology managers, um, I've had this argument with integrators before. We're not the end user. <laughs> you know, we're, we're just not. <laughs> I mean, yes, we are the face that you talk to and, and you know, reps, the, we, we are the guys that you talk to and, and, and the girls that you talk to, but we are not the end user. The, the faculty are the end users. The people actually have to walk in there, hit a button, and, and you know, hopefully something happens when, when they hit that button. So, All right, moving on. Uh, MHL 3.0. Woo! It almost sounds like a hockey league. Uh, Mobile High Definition League. Link. Link. Say that uh, quickly. Uh, the 3.0. Uh, this comes to us from uh, Engadget, which, you know, they're kind of snarky. They, they start out by saying, MHL 2.0. We hardly knew ye. You know what? If, you, if, if you're part of Nick Titten, It's true. It's true. Yes. Uh, so the brand new one, 3.0. Woohoo. What's this 3.0 give us? I'll give you two guesses. The first word is four. The last one is K. Because that's what we need is four freaking K. Um, 7.1's round time. Well, that, that is kind of cool. Uh, and some other stuff. Here's the thing that with, with MHL, because we also need more standards. Um, hey, was, why do we love standards? Because there's so many to choose from. Exactly. Um, Greg, are we, oh, is this... Oh, I do first. I don't have to. Matt, you're the no, one... No, you can come My My... my, my my comments are going to be short and sweet. Okay, let's then let's kick <laughs> them off. Going to rely to, for, on for for Matt for the the intellectual part of uh, of this. I always do. <laughs> oh well, thank you for confirming that suspicion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here for comic relief. I know my role. Well, what you was know. the question? I don't know. <laughs> MHL 3.0. Go. Uh. I, I saw MHL, and my first thought is, what the hell is MHL? Um, We've talked about MHL before here. Yeah, we have. We have. You, and, you, you may know, not have been paying attention, but... I my, I must have slept through that part, you know. Um, it adapts back to HDMI. I really don't care. Okay. Mr. You know, Silverman. <laughs> okay. Well, one, you know how I love my... Now for the intelligent but, uh, part yes. of the <laughs> This is one that I think we're going to get hit in a classroom before not too long, and I'm not sure there's going to be a good way for us to support it. Um, MHL is connector agnostic, so it may come at you on an HDMI connector, it may come on you on a mini USB, but we're starting to see some um, some MHL source devices come out, and one of the neat things about it is that it kind of auto-negotiates and... Uh, 
I think you can actually provide power on it. And it's one of these consumer technologies which I think is going to slap us upside the head if we're not careful. Because Roku now has an MHL-enabled stick. Uh, there's some Android phones. I think I've seen a camera, which was like MHL. So I, I just saw this article. I'm like, you know, I have a nasty feeling like this may be the new hot thing this Christmas. And once again, we can't support it in the classroom. So you really think – the reason I ask because we've talked about yeah. consumer hitting us. Uh, yeah. I mean, HDMI was the first real consumer thing that hit us all mm-hmm. – uh, between the eyes, not necessarily digital, because digital. I mean, let, let's be honest. You, I yeah. mean, Matt, you were our digital ever since I've known you almost, um, because you guys were doing some early deployments of DM. But yeah. digital back then, yes, there was HDMI, but there was some of us, and, and I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll admit, I was one of these that was hopeful that DisplayPort would be the one that won out, at least in the pro environment. Um, obviously, it didn't. Uh, it's still there. It's, I'm not saying it's it's dead, but it's it's. Meanwhile, he's still holding on to his Betamax machine. You know what? I it's 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 not dead. I just actually installed a whole bunch in a classroom. Well, and I I you know I bought um the uh, the gentleman from Microsoft who uh, was part of our our uh, Super Tuesday for uh, technology managers. He had mm-hmm. that little bracelet from Liberty that had all, all the different connectors on it. Yeah. Um, I bought like. 10 of those uh, because I have different use cases for them and it had a display port uh, adapter as well as um, you know the DVI and all this other jazz and if you don't know what we're talking about go to Liberty and and they have this neat little device that not sponsored anything in any way shape or form I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world uh, it has five or six different HDMI 2x mm. um, uh, uh, digital converters and it's got a place where you can lock it down, and it was beautiful. I mean, I, I you, you lock it straight onto the HDMI cable, uh, give it enough tension to where you can you can plug the the actual HDMI in into DisplayPort, DVI-D, you know, all sorts of, of other digital connectors. So it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, anyhow, I, I was I, I say that because HDMI was the consumer the first one to hit us between the eyes. I don't know MHL is going to be there because. The reason I say that is, be, is because, you know, I, I have this, I, I have this sneaking suspicion that all these little airy devices, and I say airy like you know, mm-hmm. um, iTunes, the, the the Apple Air device, um, the uh, Google Chromecast, and the fact that you can connect to it wirelessly, I see that more hitting us than this MHL. And, and I'm not going to disagree with you. It, it just, I, I don't know, something I read, and I think I just saw an announcement from Epson that they just shipped their first MHL-enabled mm. projector, okay. which kind of, and that's a consumer projector. That's not a pro projector. But they but have it, it in it's their more, line. They, you, they you have it in their line. In and it's also, yeah, I'm looking at the release right now. It's the Epson Home Cinema 2030. And it's a $1,000 projector, which they're also toting as their first sub well it's, it's a 99 a 999 projectors their first sub 1000 um 1080p home projector hmm, okay and so it's the type of thing where i could see okay well if they're supporting it who's gonna jump on this bandwagon next because sometimes the manufacturers feed on these standards like a feeding frenzy yeah but but what's the scenario in the classroom where somebody's gonna come in with an MHL equipped device, and we aren't going to just 
stick an adapter to, on it to HDMI and plug it in, and everybody will be fat, dumb, and happy. I mean, I'm not, well, I'm not, I'm not seeing the, I'm not seeing I mean, the application here. MHL is a connector, a, a, a communication protocol. It's right. not actually a physical that. connector, so you can't adapt it. it you, you, you either have an HDMI port that supports MHL or one that doesn't. And, and 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 it's something different. Okay. Okay. And and maybe I'm misunderstanding, and I'll I'll be the first to take a step back if I am. Uh, but it's it's just one of these things where I could see this being again. I don't know if it's a six month or a year. It, it just struck me from everything I've read about MHL. It was why hasn't this taken off? Yeah. And as I started seeing this, I'm like, well, maybe it's about to take off. Because it just made too much sense. I mean, it's it's one of these things. It was it was. I was think I was sitting in one of Pete Putnam's future trends about three years ago, where he talked about this, and I had like three of the protocols he had listed out. You know, the 27 competing protocols at that point that were trying to go for HD, and I'm like, this one I see being going somewhere. So now that I'm seeing it come up, I'm wondering, is it actually ready for prime time? And it might very well be that's and that you know, anything like that 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 allows people to walk in with their device because let's be honest we've been talking about bring your own device for a couple of years now we're going to have to be ready for I mean that and it, it kind of goes back to the previous conversation we had about being proactive and re- and reactive um, if you have a limited budget you have to you're almost mm-hmm. uh, dictated to be reactive. Whereas if you have a, a, a budget that you can start playing around with, you can be as reactive as you want and put it in, you know, half a dozen, a dozen rooms, start playing around with some stuff. And then if they start asking, you can go, oh, yeah, by the way, we can take you right down here to this room, make sure it works for you and bada boom, bada bing and, and have your room up and ready. Whereas me, I'm like, um, give me a couple of weeks and I'll order something and we'll see what happens. So, uh, all yeah, right. You know, I, I, I Googled it and I'm seeing pages of $10 MHL to HDMI adapters. Just because they make an adapter doesn't mean it makes me it works. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, it's board, uh, I know you, that. You know, I mean, you, you too could go on to Amazon and get a VGA to HDMI adapter. Yes, you can. Which is not powered. No. Is it going to do any? I, 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 I really want to see how that's pinned out, but yeah. Oh, yeah, that's... And the person who makes that should just, you know, they should be flogged or something. Um, it's kind of like the if you've ever taken a DM class, either a DMCD or a DMCE. Uh, the guy, who, the, the gentleman who usually teaches it, uh, my buddy Kevin Iselli, uh, will typically bring up a this website, and I'm not going to give them any press, but it's a website of HDMI c- cables, and they go from like coffee all the way up to diamond, and it's the exact same length all of these are, and they have different yeah. colors, and if you read the the specs, they all say the same thing. They all have the exact same specs, but one is thirty bucks and one is a thousand. <laughs> so, yep. the people who sell VGA to HDMI converters should or can, cables, you know, converter cables should be you know drawn and quartered or something. So I don't know. All right, uh, Google is helping us uh, help ourselves. Uh, Google Helpouts providing real time help service via video chat. Yay! Have you guys used used uh, a Google? chat uh hang out either of you nope yeah i uh, actually did one for a grad class i was taking it, it it was you know for what it is it's not bad i mean for a free service i can't complain yeah for a free service it's it's not too bad uh our yeah. one of our podcasts the the red band guys did 
um, a red band uh, live, uh, which oh. was interesting. That that scares me. It was, really scares me. It was live from a, an integrator called Varex, and they had the Varex band out there too. Wow. Well, we we essentially do this live, and look how look at what quality we come up with. No, no, no. But they were actually live on, like they were broadcasting live on Google Hangouts, and you know. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm I'm seeing that commercial of the uh, the Muppets, the the Google Hangouts Muppet commercial on my I head. I have not seen that. Oh, well, they were doing um, oh, what were they? Bohemian Rhapsody, I think, on Google Hangouts. Excellent, it, it, or something like that. It's it's worth finding that that uh, commercial. Okay, but yeah. The red, I'm not saying the red band guys are Muppets. That that's not where I'm going. <laughs> that's exactly it, what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> that is precisely what you're saying, and I'm okay with it. You know, I'm I'm good with it. And they're they're going to be after Matt now. Oh yeah, you don't you don't mess with Mark's you don't mess man. with the Jersey Boys. So, uh, okay. So anyhow, get, getting yeah. back on a little serious note. Um, I'm not sure why. So the uh, the Hangout thing on Google is is a neat little you know video conferencing device. It's actually where I met a couple people like uh, Rich Fragosa and and Bradford Ben, like two years ago now. So they're coming out with a help desk-like device where you can interface with the poor, forlorn faculty member <laughs> who is pulling out their hair because, oh, what was one of the ones this week? Um, somebody had taken a dot cam and plugged the VGA connector on it. Yes, it's still an HD15. Uh, had plugged in the video, had taken the, the HD15 that was plugged into the video out and plugged it into the video in. Yeah. So <laughs> I walked in and I went, doo, 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 plug, plug. Well, if it's doo, coming doo, 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 doo. out in one, shouldn't it go be da, going Don't, in, don't, in don't. Do not think like a PhD, Mr. Brown, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, a long way from that. Yeah. Matt, is this, I mean, is, are, we, are we good with this? Um, is this a good idea to do video conferencing help desk stuff? Or should we still... You know, move, uh, do do a, a a roll the trucks version for us technology managers. Well, we we at George Mason have been for years trying to not roll the trucks or send people in the field as much as we can. We've actually built support tools into our AV systems. That being said, I, I just find it interesting. You're 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 supposing that your computer is up so you can use help out uh, to actually call in. But anyway. I, we have a phone in, in every classroom that we do. So, that, I mean, that's our support line. Mm, okay. um, and I know some other people do it over an intercom service. Uh, and, I, you know, there's actually a couple of AV manufacturers who have dedicated intercom services for, you know, director support. So, I, I, I don't know. I know our goal right now is to move much more towards IT-style support where our goal is quick resolution, which the quickest resolution doesn't always mean – um, you know, get, you know, getting on site. Yeah. So now granted your, your problem where, yeah, I, I don't think there's any way you could have handled that uh, remotely, but, um, who knows? Probably not, but you know, it would have been fun to try. <laughs> I don't know. That's just me. Um, yeah. Mr. Brown, is this, is this a good idea? I mean, you, you guys, you know, you have a, you have a lot of stuff going on when it comes to um, you have a lot of you know, buildings and, and a far-reaching campus, so would this be a good idea for you guys? You know, I was I was reading through that, and 
heck, screw the faculty, screw the help desk. That none of that stuff even crossed my mind. I I, I like this. What was this? Uh, that you can you can charge for being an expert and providing uh, consultation over okay. this to people. Okay, let, let's be and clear. Like, you could not. Oh, I, I couldn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow, it, Tim. It oh, was wow. there. I told you, I've had a heck of a week. The, the, the studio, at this point, the, the studio audience goes, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Go, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, that's that That was the intriguing part. I was I was thinking they were, they were talking about the, all these experts that they're that they're hiring that uh, I thought it was interesting the only ones that they are are vetting in any way are the ones that are providing uh, medical advice um, so which kind of yeah well clearly a lot of our AV providers are not vetted either but no. uh, as as far as like help desk and stuff like that, the the thing we got doing um, our our model that we got on with um, wow probably ten eleven years ago was putting a ring down phone in all the rooms. Just a simple dialless phone. You pick it up. It calls the um, AV department help desk. And that is how we do 99% of our troubleshooting. And that was just um, that that really uh, cut down the 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 truck rolls. Although in our case, it's actually bicycle rolls. You um, have bicycles? Seriously, you are such a hippie. <laughs> well, we're uh, we we don't have like roads between the buildings. The roads are kind of like around the campus. Oh, uh, okay. We're we golf we're, carts for that. I want to get a. I so want to get a golf cart. We we do have a couple of those, yes. But generally, it's it was it was bicycle runs. Um, but remember, how do you here, carry the projectors on there? It's it's seventy degrees and sunny too all the time. Do you so, have like a little basket that you put the projectors in? Actually, if it's a if it's a projector, then we you know typically be pushing a cart out there. Okay, I just wonder. <laughs> Sorry, I've just got this image of you. Riding around with like a total like basket. Oh, no, I, I, no, I didn't say I did this. <laughs> oh, so it's even worse. You, you have he, he has had people for that. And, uh, yeah, he has tassels and, and uh, ball cards in the spokes. Oh, jeez, <laughs> goodness gracious! All right. No, these are these are student workers doing this sort of oh, stuff. Of course, yes, because heaven forbid that you lower yourself enough to deliver a projector. <laughs> Actually, as Matt um, and I, we don't we don't have problems with projectors breaking because it's my group that installs them. Thank you very much. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Okay. Um. Hey, one maintenance guy, two hundred rooms. That's not bad. That's not bad. No, not yeah. at all. Very not good. at all. So no, I didn't think it. It really not not relevant to us. Didn't even think about that. Okay. Uh, all right, uh, last uh, story here, and we'll let you boys go because, uh, well, we all have to do actual work, except for Greg. He has like three weeks left. Um, do you guys get off at like the middle of January in your fall break or what? <sighs> no, the fall break, uh, remember, we are on the... Um, are you on trimesters? Uh, we're on the quarter system. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll have uh, like the last two weeks of December off like everybody else. Yeah. And then it's winter quarter. Yeah, we're like, 
I mean, we're, we're darn near the only people in the in the UC system, I think, now that are quarters. And every every few years, we'll have the should UCLA switch over to the semester system, like everybody else in the you know enlightened world oh, argues. But you know, yeah. So what is Why winter would... term? Sixty degrees? Is, is that <laughs> the big difference? It it rains occasionally. Uh, Sixty degrees and and long pants instead of shorts. So. Well, no, it's sixty degrees. That's when we've got the heavy jackets out because okay. you know it's cold you like that. You know what? <laughs> Sixty degrees. I'm still wearing shorts and a tank top. So, <laughs> and 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 now you have to get that image out of your head, boys. Uh, uh, wife beater. Yeah, I, I didn't say wife beater. I just, yeah, right. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I went. Yeah. Last uh, last one here. Th- from, this is the point we explain that Scott's not here because he's prepping the dog sled for winter, right? Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> At the end of August. Uh, TI introduces a single-chip dock port technology destined for laptops and displays because, you know, we need another freaking standard. <laughs> you know, poor standards. They're, they're getting the, the, the beat down today. Uh, this is from Engadget. It's also from our buddies over at Texas Instrument, which I have I, I love some of their stuff. Uh, they make some really good Pico stuff. They also are the boys who give us uh, DLP because it's all about the mirrors. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> why do they do this to us? Um, Matt, why are they doing this to us? Because I don't know. It's. Yeah. Why are they doing yeah. this? USB, Th- this display one, port, power. Yay. It's like they, they really just wanted to compete with Thunderbolt. I, I, don't I, honestly, I, 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 I honestly, I saw this one and I'm like, why? I mean, basically, they 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 take away uh, what is it, ESAT or whatever's running on Thunderbolt, mm-hmm. and you get USB three. Yep. And that's it. That's the difference. And I can't even figure out whose freaking connectors are on this thing. And uh, it's uh, it's basically AMD plus TI is teaming up against Intel, as far as I can tell from this one. Well, and know. and from from AMD standpoint, I get that. I tell you, because yeah. they they've got to have something that differentiates them from the, them from uh, Intel. But yeah. if you're TI, why the freak would you even go down that road? I mean, why would you even kick that bear when when a, when Intel is the big behemoth in the room, as it were? It's another skewed ship. I don't know. I, I, I guess. I. I, I, I <laughs> it. If, if if anybody had any questions as to whether TI was still an engineer-driven company, here's your answer. They're not. <laughs> no, I, I think I, I think this is a this is I an idea only only an engineer could love. You know, we're we're doing it because it's there we're kind doing of it, thing. It's, it, let's be honest here. I, I was when in all seriousness, when I went by the H the, the HD base T. Uh, pavilion at Infocom. Trust me, this has a, a tie-in. Um, they were running <laughs> HD Base T with power to a, mm-hmm. a prototyped uh, Samsung display, and that was cool to me. So I get the geeky coolness. You can do everything over one cable thing. I get the geekiness of that. Um, I just we we talked about freaking MHL, and we talked about you know a couple other things. I don't want to have another stupid thing to 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 have to support for BYOD. Well, Seriously, we're, we're, did, weren't we talking about how Thunderbolt just got dropped off of something on on last month's show? Yeah, some I mean, line of laptops dropped Thunderbolt. 
Maybe we're all going to switch over to TI now. Hey, it's 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 been a few months since we agreed on like the on the same standard. It's it's about time we change to a whole new industry standard, isn't it? Yeah, seems yeah. to be that's the time period we're we're working on around here. Poor TI. All right, you know what? <laughs> and, I'm in an a... H, HD three SS two five two one. The name just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's 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 just be really you know mean and hateful here. If it, what be, we haven't been, because yes, because we haven't been. <laughs> you know what? We haven't. Well, never mind. Um, well, we're branching but, out. We're 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 like we're like tossing a we're tossing a a, a chip maker under the bus. As as it, we, yeah. look, we're most of the way through the show, and and we haven't said anything bad about Extron. I mean, this is this is a novel <laughs> concept for us. Who is this company you speak of? I am not aware of this company, oh, nor damn, any products there's that they helicopter make, outside again. nor any products that they make, um, because I haven't seen any products that they make, because uh, I haven't, because I don't go to trade shows anymore. All right, um, that was a joke. Um, so what they sh what should they call this con this this configuration, this connector, this cable? They call it dock port. Dock you know, port. That, that that that's not you know. More confused. Let's see. We have Display Port. Uh, you know, it's Display Port plus USB. Hence, Dock Port. Well, I, I, I don't. I don't get the dock, the USB part of that. But I, I think, and I, I'm, I'm pulling this one out of there. They're, they're using USB, so you can possibly use it to dock laptops. I mean, I'm guessing maybe. I don't know. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm really reaching here. By the way, I, I think you, it was what. What does Thunderbolt do, and how can we add more things? I, uh, yeah. so, <laughs> I'm sorry, but if you go down the, we'll put the link on the website on the on the show notes page. Uh, if you go down and, and read the comments, uh, the first one kind of says it all. Pretty sure this format has no chance in the market. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> End of sentence. Good night, folks. Have a nice day. Tip your waitresses and waitresses. Not too far, they'll fall over. Um, from UCLA, go brew. I almost said go blues. Go Bruins. <laughs> Greg Brown, how are you? And uh, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, where can people find you? Um, here in my office. Oh, you mean professionally? Yeah. By the way, just for the uh, record, next year we should not do this show the first week of classes starting because I'm just in a pissy mood. And whose idea was that, Tim? That was mine. <laughs> because <laughs> last <laughs> week, because last week was even worse. <laughs> oh. uh, I can be found on LinkedIn, on uh, Twitter, and I think I promised some further writings on uh, Infocom's All Voices blog, which I have not delivered. Same one. Uh, but um, but uh, soon, soon, very soon. Like I said last show. Yeah, if Brad Grimes is, is listening to this one, it's in the mail. <laughs> uh, Matt Silverman, my standards buddy um, from George Mason University. Anything, what's happened with the uh, the one that was just uh, put out for public comment? Sure, uh, that was uh, audiovisual system performance verification. Um, we just closed the comment period on the 19th of August. Um, got about... I, I want to say somewhere with like 35 to 50 comments and wow. right now the te the uh all very good and we're the task group is actually reviewing all the comments and we will respond to each one and um hopefully in the next couple months we'll get those responses out and 
if all goes well, we should be moving forward with the standard. So uh, we're on the roadmap to getting the standard released this year. Very good. Uh, so where can people find you and not just your standards work, but uh, any, any writings that you do or, or George Mason or your... Um, yeah, you know, LinkedIn is generally the best place to find me these days. Um, I'm probably on a whole bunch of other social media stuff, but I don't spend much time there. Probably should. So LinkedIn is the best place. Okay, very good. Uh, my name is Tim Albright. If you would like to follow me, um, it's TD Tim David Albright. Uh, but more importantly for me and everybody here at Aviation, go by the website if you would, please. Uh, we have a Facebook, a Twitter, a Google Plus, and LinkedIn, and all that jazz. Uh, but you can start at the website, avnation.tv, avnation.tv. You'll find this uh, this podcast, our weekly AV week, and we are actually getting ready to roll out a couple of projector shows, uh, one focusing on the Pico projector market and the other one uh, about projectors in general. So uh, check that out, avnation.tv, avnation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. This has been EdTech. <laughs>